And welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. I'm Brandon. And I'm Craig. Yes, you are. Good to see you. Good to see you too. We uh, are back from a week off. Had a week off. You were taking another week's vacation. That is not was, true. Uh, let's, uh, which let's... is awesome. I mean, I don't, after, after a while, I mean, do you even work anymore? Yeah, let's, let's let everybody know what really happened. You were on vacation <laughs> this time. I was on vacation this time. Yeah. Air it's, quotes. Vacation. <laughs> Air quotes. Yeah. The entire week, pretty much. Yeah. Um, you were yeah. a little under the weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, a week ago, Sunday. I, uh, well actually a week, a week ago Saturday is when I started feeling something quite right. Yeah. Sunday I wasn't feeling good at all and then by Sunday evening it, it had hit in and I was literally flat on my back till probably Wednesday and mm-hmm. came in here on Thursday to do a few things, went back to bed and, you know, kind of overdid it and, Got the strength together yesterday to come in and do what we had to do. Yeah. And at the end of the first service, I had to sit down. I was, I was feeling it, bro. Well, I but, text you on Saturday. I'm like, Hey, let me know if I need to go to plan B. Be ready with plan B. And I was like, what's plan B? And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, uh, another vacation and, um, you know, yeah. And you know, I technically was on vacation from you. So there's, you that. really were. But here's the thing about your vacations. I didn't really care for that vacation. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't really care for my vacation that you call it a so-called vacation yeah. either. But. Yours went longer than mine for some reason, but um, yeah, uh, but yeah. So I'm back. I'm not 100 percent. Probably somewhere around the 70, 75 percent yep. mark right now, and uh, still feel it in my voice, and um, still pretty tired mm-hmm. at, at times. So, uh, but you know how that goes. Um, you, you just I <laughs> you yes, roll, I do. You roll with it. Yes, you do. Yeah. No, I battled kind of what a week and a half or so ago. I right. battled the sinus and drainage and all that stuff, and and I've still got you know my voice is still not fully back where I would like it. But right. But next is week is. we're off again. We will be off again next and week. You really I, will be on. vacation. I really will be on vacation again in next Dallas. week in Dallas. Uh, Jordan's robotics competition is next uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So we're excited about that. Anybody wants a link to the uh, YouTube? Live stream, let me know and I will, uh, I'll hook you up with a link to that so you can watch the, the robots. They took and re, they built a brand new robot since states. Okay. Because their robot at states was a push bot and so it just pushed balls, but the, the game play this year is called pitching in and so there's this basket in the middle and you know, you get more points if you can throw, toss balls okay. into it with your robot. And okay. so they took as soon as states was over and they started building a, a robot that could gather balls and pitch the balls in. And so they, um, you know, they're, they're ready to go now. Sounds good. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. We're looking forward to it. So, so it, it's a, uh, we know, I know there's some people already headed down. Yes. Uh, yep. headed down yesterday. Um, we had a lot of people gone yesterday. Um, robotics, um, sicknesses. Yep. Camping. Yep. Um, just all kinds of stuff going on. There's just something going around right now that, um, something's in the air. Something's in the air and, um, it's putting a lot of people on vacation. So, right. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what, how, how long a drive is it down there? Like 15 and a half hours. Oh, that's good. Depending you know, on which way we go. You know, this guy sitting across from me, I, I gotta just tell you guys something. Um, here we go. He is like, he's, RCC's version of Elon Musk. Um, he, uh, yeah. the guy has more cars <coughs> than Elon mm-hmm. and Donald Trump put mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And this guy goes out, buys a brand new, what was it? Escalade 2022 Escalade. Try again. Yeah, okay. Not quite. It's a Chevy Traverse. Okay. Well, anyway, how's yeah. that working out for you? Yeah. I like it. It's, it's a great vehicle and 
little little bit of an upgrade from where we were with our Kia. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted a little peace of mind heading into our long trip because yeah. I did have that Kia That's breakdown the same on me. Elon says too. Is that yeah? I didn't want it to break down on me like between here and Dallas. Exactly. So it's like okay, you know, because I did have it break down on me in Virginia last year. You did. That's right. I I remember that. I had an ignition coil go out on it, and we replaced it and everything. But it's like okay, is another one going to go out? Because I've heard that when one goes, the other ones might not be far behind. It's it's been working fine and everything. But yeah, with that and how much was that ignition coil? Um, it was like eighty some dollars, I think. That's not bad. It wasn't awful. I figured it'd be but more than that. You got to think if you know if you got to replace all of them. There's six in there because it was a V6. You left it there and you brought one of your parents' vehicles. I brought back. mom's Dodge Ram back. Yeah, and then they brought they, your car back because the ignition. Co- no one had the ignition coil. There were like two in the United States at, at Advanced Auto. One was in Alaska, and one well, was you know, Kia is really out. a hard car to get stuff yeah. for. I guess. I don't yeah. Know. Season. I don't know. That's that's what they said. Really? Because when I, well, and their the parts are expensive. Because when I got that, my insurance shot up. Really? Because the parts were expensive and hard to get. How'd your insurance even find out? What do you mean? About the ignition coil? Oh no no no! When I bought the Kia. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. When okay, I bought gotcha. the Kia, I was the, like, wow, that's weird. the insurance shot up. So when I just got the Chevy, and I called in, and I said, "Hey, you've got a new vehicle." They put it on the. The everything, and he was like, "Hey, you're gonna be pleased to hear this. Your premium's going down, so because it's a Chevy, and the parts aren't as expensive. Isn't that crazy. It's, it's a it's a safer vehicle, and just really? well, I went into that. So. It's a nice vehicle. He showed it to me uh, when I was here Thursday last mm-hmm. week, and um, it uh, got a lot of got a lot of room. In There's there. a lot of room in it. And as the kids are growing, that's kind of why we wanted to take a step up there. It's you know obviously smaller than like the Tahoe, but it's not yeah, much smaller. I mean, you know, here's the deal. I mean. You're going to have that about a year, year and a half, and Elon here will be upgrading to the next one. So. Yeah, I doubt it. Mm-hmm. I doubt it. <laughs> Elon, yeah. I've got I've got that in a 2007 Dodge Ram sitting in my driveway that doesn't run again <laughs> because the starter went out on it. So You and those ignitions and starters. There's something You're rough up. on those. <clears throat> I didn't do anything to it. Yeah, there you That's go. what happens when you buy a 15-year-old truck, though. Well, I mean, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, you're, it'll it'll work. You just got to get it fixed. I just got to get it fixed. Yeah, I'm we'll wait till we get back from Dallas for that. Yeah. So okay. enough about me and my vehicles, and apparently Elon Musk. I mean, <laughs> we do kind of have the similar hairstyles, but beyond that, not sure. And the same bank accounts. But anyway, yeah. I, I was gonna say I wish, but I don't even know that I wish. Like, <laughs> is he the like the richest guy in the world? I, Am I, do I have that right? I think so. Or is like, I thought I heard I he was he, the richest guy in the is. world. I heard that he was gonna now buy McDonald's and fix all of the ice cream machines. Yeah, that would be a feat right there. <laughs> no, I saw one. It said <clears throat> it was where people have taken his Twitter account and they've whited everything out and then put phrases like that under yeah, there. Yeah, right. It said, yeah. Now I'm going to buy K-Love and actually play Christian music by actual <laughs> Christian artists. <laughs> Good stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Good stuff. You got to be able to laugh. You know, that's. Oh, yeah. You've got to be able oh, to yeah. laugh. So what's up? With you, other than well, just, just getting over, just getting over it, and uh, poor Anita, she's down now. She uh, she went down on Saturday. You shared the love. I shared the love. You know, I didn't want to hold it all, hold it to myself. Right, and, right. Um, but yeah, she she went down, felt bad. She had to, she missed yesterday, and um, you know, so 
hopefully she'll start to feel a little bit better. And uh, I think she was feeling a little bit better for some reason. She seems to be a little bit stronger than I am. And she's, uh, seems to be a little bit bouncing back quicker than I was, man. I tell you what, I was, I was flat down from about Sunday evening till Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And I literally did nothing but sleep. And I don't know what was going on there. So guys, we kind of milk things though. Well, yeah, I wish I did milk it out, right? But, uh, I just right. didn't feel like doing just anything didn't feel else. Like, so, right. right. It, yeah. But, um, no, we're, everything's going pretty good. And, um, this guy across from me, uh, my yard was like literally two feet high and he volunteered to come over and mow, but I should have had him do it. You should have. I should have. Cause you texted me and you were like, uh, I just mowed my front yard and I think I may have overdone it. <clears throat> I think yeah. I did. Yeah. So, um, but man, I, it, it's crazy how that yard starts growing fast. It is ridiculous. But I got that year old Honda just buzzed right through. Right. It, so <laughs> that thing not remote control. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's, uh, what do you call it? Um, you should be able to sit on your porch with a remote. How just, cool would that be? That'd be neat. By the way, there's, there's a guy on Whitestone who has one of those. Uh, what do you call it? It's one of those mowers that just goes all over the yard. You, you know what I'm talking so about? So it's like one of the Roomba vacuum cleaners. <coughs> is it a robot? Me, yeah. yeah. Really? It's weird. That is weird. And it goes, uh, I've seen it go to the edge of the road and it stops and then turns around and goes right back. I'm like, that is crazy. I need one of them. It could probably do straighter lines than me. Dude, if you actually buy one of those, you are Elon Musk. I, I, mean, I couldn't have one of those. You know why? Because there's too much junk in my ditch. People decide that my ditch is a trash can. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll I'll be sure not to toss my, my Thank garbage. You. Your in beer bottle. <laughs> exactly. My yeah, beer bottle. About ran right? over a beer bottle last week. Like, really? They are on. tossing beer bottles in there? Yeah, the beer bottles, cigarette cartons, really? Cans. Doctor Pe- I picked up a Dr. Pepper can out of my front yard the other day. It's like people have no respect anymore. So they're just zooming down the road at 100 miles an hour and just yeah. flinging their garbage out in your yard. Yeah. That's hilarious. I wonder if that's Clint. Probably is. Clint's probably, uh, you know. Probably is. Yeah. You know, it hasn't happened. I haven't found anything lately. But maybe it's Anita. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. She's getting out of bed right now and driving right. around. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Got to get her fix. So your family is all healthy and ready to go to Dallas, and yeah. you guys are ready to roll. And that's we are. We are looking forward to it. It's going to be a long drive, but we're excited. That is a long drive. That's a very long drive. So we'll have to be praying for you. I appreciate it. That. So you're leaving Sunday, and yep, Sunday after church, and coming back uh, later on the week. Then later in the week, we'll mm-hmm. head back this way Friday, and we may just get up, leave early, and push through. Christian's got a ball game Saturday morning at 11.30 that Whoa. I'd like to make it back for. So, Whoa. That started this week. How's that going? It's actually really good. They uh, won their first game on Saturday. The Bryce Harper uh, cleats helping him out? I think so. Yeah. I think so. But, yeah, he went one for three on Saturday and um, led off an inning with a big base hit that they ended up um, scoring like seven or eight runs that inning. Wow. And so it was – it was good. He, you know, for for a kid who's never played before, mm-hmm. you know, we've tried to get him to play, and he never has. Right. He's doing a great job. You That's know, I'm good. Super proud of him, and he he listens. He takes directions really well. If we can just get him fielding and catching the ball a little bit better, but you well, know, he's never done the game. He's know, never done it. So fielding and catching is the name of the game. Right. They there. play tonight though, eight fifteen. Wow, that's like later than like a major league start. My kid's bedtime is nine o'clock. Did you tell the coaches that? <laughs> My bedtime is like 9.30. Exactly. So. And speaking of baseball, I'm sorry. I 
I really was going to bring that up. I apologize to you. Somebody came, uh, well, Kevin Spencer came by me yesterday and he looked, he looked at me and he went, Hey, how about those Reds? Oh, man. I'm like, Oh, geez. Right now, the Cincinnati Reds are three and 19. Mm-hmm. Three and 19. Like me and you and Allison and Todd and about six other people could be three and 19 after 21 oh, absolutely. games. That's terrible. Absolutely. Our first baseman's hitting 122. He's eight for seventy-four, one twenty-two. Now, when he played, when they played the Braves, because they played the Braves like first series, they second did series, something yep. like that, and they were interviewing him. They had the the earpiece in. He was standing over at first base, and he was talking about how great he felt and how you know he could play for however many more years if he kept feeling like this and all of that. Which he's you know a couple years older than I am. He's what pushing 40? thirty-seven or eight. Okay, well I'm. I think he's 38. Get Richard 39. Yeah, he's a year or two older than me. Yeah. Um, two years, I think. Yeah. And so, but he was talking about how he was in great shape and this and that. Dude, he hasn't played like it. No, and there is something to, you know, you hit that certain spot. And that's why you look at some of these guys who play deep into their 40s. Right. And, um, any athlete actually that plays into their 40s, that's what separates, um, you know, giftedness to, to not, um, you know, you look at a, you know, like the Reds had several guys, you know, playing to the forties, like Pete Rose played till he was 45 or six and Perez played till he was 45 Mm -hmm. and Joe Morgan played till he was 44. And I know it's a different game and a different era, but you know, Albert Pujols is what 42 yet. Ichiro Suzuki played till he was 45. Um, yeah, you know, you, you look at those guys for you to play that long, yeah, that's phenomenal. Like, you know, Nolan Ryan played to mm-hmm. his 47. Hoyt Will, Wilhelm played to his 50. I mean, when you're playing in that, yeah. at, at that level and that age, you, you are quite the athlete. I don't yeah, care well, it's, and it's like part of, part of it's like what you talked about yesterday of what you put into your body. Yeah. You know, and what these guys are eating and stuff. Like, like Votto is in good shape, but he's not like, like I remember back in the 90s of watching Julio Franco play for the Braves, and he played, I think, into his 40s. Mm-hmm. There's just a difference in their physique. Like, Julio was a beast. Right. Like, just jacked and muscles and toned. And Yeah. Votto's more on the skinny rip the side. Right. So Franco was like a bodybuilder. He was. He was. Dude, <laughs> his muscles, like, I remember looking at that like, that dude's jacked. He was jacked. and Yeah. I probably think steroids. That, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's let's leave it at that. Jacked, exactly. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So uh, we're three and nineteen. You're you've won ten or twelve games. Yeah, but, they're yeah. barely. They've won ten. They're barely in in double digits. But yeah, you guys there. are missing Freddie Freeman and Jock Peterson. That's for sure. We're missing Jock Peterson. <laughs> Freddie chased the money. He can go. He can have it. But yeah, well, I I was telling my mom that yesterday. I'm like, I wish they wouldn't have got rid of Jock. Yeah, Jock is good. Yeah. So, anyways, there's there's your baseball, there's baseball yeah. for today. But got uh, Mother's Day coming up. Mother's Day is this coming Mother's Sunday. Day is already coming up. Yep. So, any moms listening right now, happy Mother's Day coming up, and hope you guys have a great day. And you know, thank you for what you do. We yeah, love you. Right. Exactly. Putting up with us. Exactly. You know, it's like they got the kids, and then also the husbands, which is which actually like, like another a kid. Kids, yep. but, yeah. But. I agree. Yeah, my wife always says she has four kids. She actually I do, does. I don't argue. And Jasper. And so there's like five. Five. Yeah. 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 But at least you cook. That's right. So that's that's a plus. That's right. By the way, this guy across from me sent me the this picture last night and um of 
what he made on his Blackstone, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. It was the Blackstone. And it was like hamburgers. Hamburgers? With what, what cheese was that? It was just regular cheese. Just American What's, cheese. Okay, American cheese. Yeah. It was Velveeta, actually. Well, really? Yeah. That stuff's good. And then you also made um, asparagus? Asparagus. That now, looked really good. I put um, Blackstone has a Parmesan ranch seasoning. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, it was good. I, I liked it. They were really good. Cooked perfect too on the black. Blackstone does such a great job. You don't need to get one. You do. I Here told we you are that. a year later, and I'm like, I need to get I one. I told you that a year ago. You said that a year ago. I know. You know, Elon. <laughs> since you got all that money, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll find you a good deal on one, and I'll let you know where. It's okay. At. Thank you very much. How about that? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you've had yours a year. I'm just right at a year. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It does well. And finally, just the weather's breaking enough to be able to cook I've on it. I've only eaten from it one time, but it was good when I did eat from it. So You have to come up again. Well, You all get healthy, and we get back from Dallas. We'll You're going to be like, hey, come up next week when I'm gone. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, your cameras will be activated. I'm in your garage right? using the Blackstone. You'll be like, what is he doing? Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, we had a um, pretty good day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, I wish I uh, wish I felt better, but um, beautiful day actually. Got up to be high seventies, so oh, that was perfect. It was really nice. A little windy, it? but it was windy. It was good. It was very windy, but uh, beautiful day. And um, thought uh, you and Scott did a great job uh, leading yesterday. And um, Scott led um, song after the message was what was that song? It was called. Um, oh shoot! Uh, he sang harmony on that one. Uh, My Savior, My God. Right after the message? Yeah. What song did he lead? He led, um, it would have been, now you're making me think. What song? We started out with Hymn of Heaven. Right. And then we sang, um, let's see here, King of My Heart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he led King of My Heart. That was good. Yeah, it was good. And yes. then we did my say after the message we did my savior my god but we did it a little different yeah. feel. Aaron Schuster came across a video of Aaron Schuster doing that a little more reserved pulled back more keyboard feel and um I thought that was really good especially leading into communion it wasn't as ramped up mm-hmm. it just kind of really made you think about those lyrics mm-hmm. of that song. So Yeah. So Scott if you're listening good job and great job. Yeah. Good job. He's got a great voice and mm-hmm. he's uh, he does a good job. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, it's difficult for a, a couple of guys to sing together because you almost like you're in that same range. Like t- Scott and I are both tenors. Mm-hmm. And so our our voices sometimes would you would think they would clash. Um but I found that like with James and I and Scott and I like they almost blend well. And Scott Scott does a great job too of of harmonizing. Like he mm-hmm. he harmonized really well on my savior my god, which mm-hmm. adds some some separation there too, but yeah, 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 it was really good and um, a little down in attendance because we've had people camping and sick, camping and gone and, and vex and all kinds of stuff, but still, um, for what's going on, we had a pretty decent crowd. Yeah, it wasn't awful, it wasn't awful. It's the way we judge things around here, not it's awful, not awful. <laughs> it was tolerable, it was like the message, it wasn't awful, it wasn't awful, but it was <laughs> right. So, yeah, we're in our second week of uh, you know, do you have grit and um. You know, I think it's an important topic and, um, you know, when we're talking about Christian grit, we know that the word grit is really not in the Bible, but the attitude and the kind of the, the definition is right. the steadfastness, endurance and mm-hmm. staying at your post and 
you know, just digging your feet in. That idea of perseverance. and <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's really difficult right now because we are being swayed by so mm-hmm. many things and so many, so much, um, you know, I've heard, I've heard so many people over the last, you know, basically six to eight months say, you know, what, it's hard to find out what the truth is, right? What literally is the truth? What, I mean, we know that, we know the media lies. We know the government lies. We know that, you know, every major outlet lies to yep. us. So really what is the truth? And so what you see taking place, and I guess I, I, I've come to the conclusion that the best thing that I can do is always go back to God. Right. Go back to his word. What, what's God's word telling me? So God's word's gonna always lead me down a path that leads me against, uh, uh, leads me away from what I'm hearing today. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. you know, if something the world's telling me and God's telling me the opposite, I'm gonna go with God. I'm not gonna go with the world. Right. I'm not gonna go with right. the government. I'm not gonna go with, you know, what that person's telling me. I'm always gonna shift my, uh, my belief system and my faith right back to where God wants me to be. Right. So, right. And, and you know, we talk about having grit. I, um, you know, for especially us as Christians, you know, um, that's why sometimes, you know, it's like I know sometimes when I'm speaking, it's like, hey, it's almost kind of like this is in your face, but um, purposely done that way because we need to take a stand. We it, it, we are the ones that are to do this. Right. Nobody else right. is going to do this. It, our day is here. Um, the time we are, we're being called to do this right now mm-hmm. and yeah, we can do it with love and, yes, and everything, absolutely. but there are going to be times where, you know, you got to do some tough love mm-hmm. and, um, you got to dig in and, um, because, you know, we are the church of Jesus Christ. Yep. Uh, the church of Christ is not this property, the building name. It's right. not the facilities here. It's me. It's you. It's whoever comes here to, you're the part of the church. So. Right. Right. Yeah, and I think, you know, as you, you talk about that, if you're not leaning on God's truth, if you're not leaning on the Bible for your truth, then you are going to give in to your emotions. Exactly. You know, and that's what yesterday was really all about was emotions because you know, emotions. we can be led by our feelings and emotions if we don't – if we're not led by the truth of, of God's word. Exactly. And that's where we as Christ followers have to differentiate, and we can't have one foot in our emotions and one foot in God's word. You've got to be firmly, you know, founded. You have to be, you know, firmly standing in God's exactly. word. Exactly. Easy for me to say. Exactly. Like, <laughs> but you – you know, you think about it. We all have feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. something happens in the world, something happens to you, or our first reaction is my feelings, and it's my emotions, and mm-hmm. so how am I going to handle that? So your feelings are your feelings. Right. I'm sorry, that is what it is, mm-hmm. but it's what you do with that, and do is that is that dictating my life? Is that is that uh, overriding God in, in his word? And, and so you, you always have to look at... Am I following what I want to do? Because my feelings are my feelings. Mm-hmm. And most generally, I'm 95, 98% of the time, they're going to mislead me away from God. Right. Because it's all about me. It's all about what I want. It's all about how I am feeling and the way you made me feel. Right. And those, your feelings aren't facts. Right. Your emotions aren't facts. The word of God is fact. Yes. And so that overrides our feelings, um, every single time. And so, um, I, I had a verse we started off with yesterday. I love this verse. I've read it in a while. It's First Peter five verses eight and nine. It says, "Stay alert, 
Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. That mm. verse is telling me, hey, you know what? Gritty. Yep. You need to be gritty. You're going to have to watch out for this fool. You're going to have to stand firm and dig in because he is going to rock your world if you let him. Yes. And so that's telling me, you know what? You need some grit. Yep. Well, and you, and you have to, you know, that as I read that verse, verses like that, it's telling me that I have to be on the offense. I don't right. wait for something to happen. You know, I have right. to live my life consistent with God's word every single day. Right. You know, because guess what? Satan's out on the offense on his side mm-hmm. doing everything he can to trip us up and to lead us down a path that is not in alignment with God's word. Exactly. And so, you know, that verse, you know, we stay alert and watch out for your great enemy, the devil, um, you know, leads us to, you know, we were talking yesterday you know, the culture, the media, the White House, the government, you know, big tech companies like Disney and some mm-hmm. other places like that, which we've we've talked about on this podcast. Yep. They're promoting those things that go against God. Exactly. They're promoting those things that are not biblical and trying to make you redefine the way that you think, even if you're a Christian. Right. And if you don't agree with him, then you're the one who's wrong and you're the one who's evil. Right. But the Bible tells us in Isaiah 5, 20 and 21, what sorrow for those who say that evil is good and good is evil and that dark is light and light is dark. And that bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter. What sorrow for those who are wise in their own eyes and think themselves to be so clever. Mm. And so I look at like the White House or Disney or the government. They think they're so clever. Right. They think that they're the bomb on the final say on everything. And now you have to listen to whatever that, you know what? You do not. Right. They're totally 100% against God. I am not. Here's the thing. And this is just me personally talking. I will never stand unified behind anybody who, who goes against God. Mm-hmm. I won't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't care if we live in the United States of America or not. I don't care if it's the president, right. the White House, right. the government, the governor. I will never stand behind you and unify behind you when you're wrong mm-hmm. and you are godless. There's ne- that's, that is never going to happen. Right. If I look in the Bible, nobody did that. Nobody stood unified behind any leader who went against God. And yep. I'm not going to do it. Right. I refuse to do it. And that's why I think as a Christian and a follower of Jesus Christ, it is time to get gritty. It is time to say, you know what? We're not going to deal with this because honestly, the church has been a pushover for so long. I blame the church for the, I agree where we are today. I agree. We have been a pushover. We've not done our job. We've not stood our ground. And so we, we've got what we've got because for the past three or four generations, we've not done our job. Mm -hmm. And now, we're trying to do our job, and so we're on the offense. So, and it's mm-hmm. hard, like you said. You mm-hmm. know, you go on the offense. So much different than defense. Yep. And um, because Satan's on the offense all the time. Yep. That's why the Bible tells us: stay alert, watch out. Your great enemy, the devil, prowls around like a mm-hmm. roaring lion. He's looking for somebody to devour. So, you and I have got to go on the offense against yep. that. And yep. you can do it. Definitely, you can do it. Well, and when you're on the defense, you think about it. You're you're reacting. You're reacting to what's exactly. taking place um, by whoever's on the offense, and so when you're on the offense, you're in control. Mm-hmm. You know, you have control of what takes place there. Exactly. I was uh, I used to work for the Reds, and people who've probably listened to this podcast know that. But uh, one of the Reds, they had a shortstop by the name of Leo Cardenas who played in the '60s, and he was kind of the first shortstop. Other than Ernie Banks in baseball, who hit like 20 home runs a year, and he was a great defensive uh, shortstop. And so him and I were going to Montgomery one day, and so we were talking about, you know, just when he played and, you know, how, how he played on certain fields because the fields aren't as manicured then mm-hmm. as they are now. Absolutely. And so 
he always said that he hated going to play at the Polo Grounds, and the Polo Grounds is in New York, and Polo Grounds is where the Giants played, and then when the Mets came in in the early 60s, that's where the Mets played, and they played at the Polo Grounds. And so he said that um, they would always get there the day before they were to play, and the Reds did this on purpose is so they could go and take fielding practice because the mm-hmm. field was so terrible yep. because the Rocks – and concrete, no matter how much they pulled out, he said, would work its way up through the surface. Wow. And um, he said he has no idea why it was like that because he said you could get a regular ground ball to shortstop and all of a sudden the thing would ricochet and go the opposite direction. He said, so you always had to go on the offense even though you were playing defense. Right. You had to be ready yep. to, to for anything. Right. And that always gets me thinking about the world that we live in today. I mean, there is one bad hop after another. The world changes its message constantly. What's mm-hmm. in today is going to be different tomorrow and six months from now and two years from now. And who knows what's going to happen? And so we always have to go on the offense. Even when we're playing defense, right. we have to be on the offense, which is, which is really hard. Right. And, and I think too, to, you know, leading into this next verse, um, <clears throat> that you read is the fact that we as Christ followers will have to answer for the things that we say and the things that we do. For the way that we respond to what's going on in the world today, for you know whatever we give affirmation to, um, and you read Romans one twenty four through thirty, and it says so. <laughs> so God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired, and you talked about that about how you know if we allow our hearts to dictate our right. lives, our hearts will lead us astray every single time. It says as a result. They did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. Amen. That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations with women... Burned with lust for each other, men did shameful things with other men, and as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning, and they dis- disobey their parents. So you list all those things. This is amazing to me. And then all of a sudden he throws in, and they disobey their parents. Right, right. So that verse describes the world that we live in right now. Yeah. That world describes our government. That world just – the Bible is timeless. Mm-hmm. And I'm amazed how – the longer that I live, the more relevant it gets. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't date itself. Mm-hmm. It just. It calls it out for what it is. Right. And it actually. You know, we're in the end times because this stuff. If you read this, forty years ago or a hundred years ago, this is so like. Well, I don't see that happening. Right. Right. But now in twenty twenty two, everything that verse says is you see it mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're just amazed by that. And that I read that verse because I read a an article. Partial article, yeah, from FISM News, which was uh, from Canada, from January of 2022. <clears throat> Excuse me, and um, where they were talking about, 
uh, conversion therapy. Right. And where they are going to make it, um, you know, against the law, if you deal with conversion therapy, it could be if pastors or Christians talk against homosexuality. Right. The bill is called Bill C-4, and it makes it a criminal offense to practice or perform conversion therapy. Basically, somebody comes in, they're homosexual, and they're dealing with this, and you try to talk them out of it, that is going to be against the law, and you could serve up to five years in jail. Hmm. And totally goes against God. Yep. It totally takes God out of the picture. And um, so I talked a little bit about that, and um, you know, one of the things I said, you know, if you don't think that's not coming to the United States of America, you got another thing coming to you because sure. it's already here. Yep. We're just not being arrested for it, but that's coming. That's right. literally coming. Right. And uh, they're going to really they're going to bat the screws down. I mean, especially with all the things that you see taking place with the LGBTQ and <clears throat> transgenders and, and all that. And the thing that people have to realize, this is not a we against them or, mm-hmm. you know, this is not a black and white issue. This is not a Republican Democrat thing. This is a blight against God. Yeah. This is a blight against God's word and truth saying what the family is, mm-hmm. what marriage is what a man and a woman is, mm-hmm. and what we're supposed to do. This is all spiritual. Yep. This is a ploy by Satan to get the world off kilter. Exactly. He's done a fabulous job. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell mm-hmm. you, he's, he is the best at what he does. Yep. And, um, and, and, and I'll be honest with you, the Christians are not really good at what they do. And I wish we were better. I wish we were as half as good as him because we would literally turn this world upside down. Right, right. And so... Um, you get up and you talk about things like this. People are so shocked because they're so used on every television show, every news mm-hmm. report, everything that comes from the government, everything that comes from a big tech company that, you know, you have to go along. You just have to deal with this. You gotta, you gotta support this. You gotta promote this. You gotta, you know, you gotta rally behind this. And so when somebody gets up like me or somebody else and it's so foreign, it's cause it goes against everything, but I'm only going with what God tells me to right. do. Yep. I, I don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot not, not go against God. And, um, you and I were talking prior to the podcast, uh, to recording, you know, it's like, we're all, we all know people that where God puts into our life. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's one thing to preach this to Christians, but it's another thing to deal with this with people that you know personally right. and how you're going to help them. Yeah. Well, you show them the love of Jesus Christ. You show them what Christ can do. You can tell them, you, you know, you show them there's a better way to life than than this. I mean, the same principle would apply that if somebody's having an affair yeah. or somebody is caught up in some other kind of sin, why why are we giving this one a free pass? Right. So it's rough, isn't it? It gets rough. I like Chuck Swindoll's quote. It was really good. It was. We aren't supposed to be led by our feelings and emotions. We're led by one thing. It's the powerful Holy Spirit of God, which is in every inside every Christian. God's spirit will always cause you to do an about face and to move away from your emotions. Mm-hmm. And he's right. And we're actually going to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit this coming Sunday mm-hmm. and deal with some of the stuff that how we don't allow the spirit to work in our life because we're off on other things. Right. And so um, I'm looking forward um, to that. Yes. What about Tim Keller's quote? It's a good quote. He said, uh, most things take a long time and a sustained commitment, and there's no shortcuts to true excellence and holiness. How do you stay committed? Perseverance, remaining strong, and keeping your focus on God. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. And you know what I hear? I'm here gritty. That's exactly. Hear. And, and that's, you know, that's the thing, too, of realizing that, you know, sanctification is a process. Oh, my goodness. You know, and it's not something that just because you're baptized and... And you, you know, are 
claiming Jesus as your Savior, you don't have it all together. Mm-mm. You know, sanctification is a process of of God renewing you every single day, <clears throat> you striving to be holy every single day. Exactly. When you mess up, when you sin, of, you know, doing that about face mm-hmm. and and striving to be more like Jesus. So the sanctification process, since you brought that up, and didn't really talk about this yesterday, but uh, goes really well right here, is that um, that is basically, um, what would you say, an everyday journey for us. It is. Um, you do struggle with things, mm-hmm. and God does work into your life. The Holy Spirit does yeah. convict you. But sanctification is so much more than just, I'm a Christian. Right. 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 Sanctification, for those of you who may think, oh, wow, that's a big word. I have no idea. Sanctification is the process. I can't even of, believe you can pronounce it. For right. Anything, but, yeah. Exactly. Uh, from the the mountains of Western Virginia. But you can spell it, I bet. S-A-N-C-T-I-F-I-C-A-T-I-O-N. I want the spelling being something great. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but sanctification is that, that process of, of becoming holy. Um, it's, it's striving for holiness. It's striving to be like Jesus. Um, now, obviously, we're not going to fully get there this side of heaven, but we still are called to to go through that process. Um, you know, God doesn't want us to just live however we want after we're saved and, you know, knowing that Jesus is going to save us. God calls us to follow him. He calls us to be more like Jesus. And so sanctification is that process um, every single day of, of striving to be holy. Right. So with the sanctification process, when you're talking about that, the, there's a diff, there's a huge difference of trying to act like I'm holy. Right. As opposed to I'm being sanctified. Right. Correct? Yes. Exactly. That's, cause there's a lot of people who've tried to force themselves to the sanctification process, right. but you have to allow God to work, mm-hmm. to literally change you. Exactly. Because if you are forcing it, tell me if I'm wrong, then you're the one mm-hmm. that is doing the sanctification process. Yes. And so now it's not the sanctification process. I don't right. know what that is. Right. I think of the the story that Jesus told of the, the two different men who are in the temple and they're praying. Okay. And you've got the Pharisee. And, and he's praying, you know, he looked, you know, he's praying loud for people to hear. And he says, you know, God, thank you so much, you mm-hmm. know, that I'm a Pharisee. I give, you know, so much of my money to right. you and this and that. And thank you, God, that, you know, you didn't make me, you know, like that guy, like that guy, right. that tax collector. And then you've got the tax collector over here who won't even look up and he's beating his chest and he's, he's pretty much saying, you know, God, forgive me because I'm a sinner. Right. You know, that, that's what sanctification looks like. God, I know right. I'm broken. I know that I have sin in my life. Help me be more like Jesus. You know, of that it's acknowledging. It's not putting the mask on. Right. It's not acting like you've got it all together because who does? I mean, seriously. I don't. I don't, I don't either. You know, there are days that I wish I did, um, but who me too. does? You, there are days you wish I did too. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure you do. Um, but, you know, that's, you know, when I think of that sanctification process, right. that's that, that imagery that I think of of Jesus telling that, mm-hmm. that story there. Yeah, and that's a... Um, it's a great topic. That would that, that would be a great topic to just kind of delve into one day and really break that down. Yeah. Um, just examples of, you know, biblical examples of sanctification, the process, and mm-hmm. how hard that is, mm-hmm. but how freeing that is, too. Yes. It's not an easy process. Yep. And it goes, I think, goes along with um, 
a verse I read yesterday, Philippians 2, 12 through 14. It yeah. says, therefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, so now not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out yeah. your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work his good pleasures, do all things without grumbling and disputing. Mm-hmm. I love how he throws those things yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. And, by the way, do it all without grumbling right. and disputing. So, which is also a part of the sanctification process. Yes. I mean, you know, doesn't mean we're not going to agree all the time. Right. Which is fine, but we're going to do that without, like, disputing right. and making a huge deal and, and all that. But here's the process of this, to work out your salvation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I read that verse, and I'm always like, well, you know, what is what is God's word telling me? What's yeah. telling me to work out my salvation? And here's the reason why. I don't want to go to hell. Exactly. I don't want to go to hell when I die. So there's a little bit. I love God with all my heart, soul, and mind. I love him. I know what he does in my life. Mm-hmm. I know the journey he's had me on. I know how it's changed me. I love him to death. But I'm also going to tell you something. There's a little bit of me where I have a little bit of fear and a little bit of trembling with, right. with him because I know what God is. And mm-hmm. I know who he is. And I know he's awesome. And I know that he's holy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. And so that fear is a reverent fear that I need to do what I have to do and what God has told me to do in his word. Absolutely. Or I could be tossed into hell. Mm-hmm. He has that power. And so there's fear and trembling in, in my life. And so, you know, I asked the question yesterday. I was like, I said, raise your hand if you go to a gym and work out on a regular basis. And people raise their hand. And I was like, hey, raise your hand if you think about going to a gym and working out on a regular basis. And, um, but I talked a little bit about, you know, I go to the gym, you know, I work out and, um, but, it's really not what you do at the gym. It's much more what you put into your mouth. Mm-hmm. It's what you eat. So you really are what you eat. So about 80% of your workout is what you put into your body. I can promise By you this that. way, this guy denied. I asked him if he wanted 10 bits. And he said <laughs> no, but yes, but no. No, yes, no. If it would have been the weekend, I would have taken you up on that. Hey, somewhere it's the weekend, bro. But you're absolutely true with that. you know. And that's what you know. You you got me hooked on the caveman diet there, what, a year ago? Yeah. Um, and within like three months, I'd lost 30 pounds mm-hmm. and I'm now kind of where I need to be, where I should be. I had somebody who I haven't seen in about three or four years. Um, I saw them on, um, Saturday after Christian's ball game and they were like, wow, Brandon, I, I didn't recognize you. Is your wife feeding you? I'm like, well, actually, no, she's not, but I cook. No, yeah. just kidding. Yeah. Right. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm eating plenty. I'm eating good. Exactly. So, you know, so when the Bible you know, tells us that we need to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. That that means, you know, it's kind of like working out. It's not always going to be fun. Right. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be what I want to hear. It's not going to be, you know, it's going to go dis- against decisions that I want to make because my heart, my emotions, and my feelings are taking me one way, but God's word is telling me and his truth has taken me another way. And that's why I work out my salvation with fear and trembling. Right. Because I've constantly always got to be thinking about this. Yes. I constantly have to weigh things out. Because mm-hmm. my feelings and emotions are like everybody else's. It's going to take me down a path or a road that I shouldn't go down. Right. So I got to work this out. Mm-hmm. But I do it with reverent fear uh, before the Lord because yeah. I don't want to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. I want God. Yeah. And, and that's where, that's where what you said about, you know, it's about what you put into your body. You know, that's where that comes into play. It's about what you put in through reading God's word of being you exactly. know, tapped into that and tapped into the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. As exactly. Well. And, and so, you know, I also I think we talked about yesterday a little bit that, you know, when we talk about working out your salvation, this is not a performance gospel. This right. is not what we're talking about because God has given us this free gift, mm-hmm. you know, in Jesus Christ. So 
um, there's nothing I can do. Right. That's going to do this. But I work it out because I allow Christ to work this out in me. I'm giving my allegiance mm-hmm. over to him. And so, you know, I, salvation is a gift of God, and you are not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not saved because of the good things I've done or the bad things right. that I've done. But Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 says, God saved you by his grace when you what? Believed. Mm-hmm. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift of God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done so that none of us can boast about it. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that because you know what? If if I could work my way to heaven, I'd get to heaven. I'd be like, hey, did you guys see all the good right. things I did? See all the sermons I preached? See all the people mm-hmm. I helped? See all the times I sat with somebody and da-da-da? You would start taking and laying claim to what God has done, right. and it has nothing to do with what right. I've done. I love the uh, Mark Batterson quote, too. He said, you never work for your salvation because all the work you do— doesn't make you more saved. It just proves you are saved. Exactly. You know, and I read that it's like we don't we don't do things, you know, to make ourselves better. We do things because God has saved us. Exactly. You know, we do the work because we're blessed. Our allegiance has changed. Exactly. My heart's changed. I'm not. I'm not following those things again. So, I think yesterday I said, let me let me just break down Christianity 101 very simply and put this very simply. Yep. When you become a Christian and you've given your heart to God, you come to church, you give your money to support the work, and you find some place to serve. Yeah, that's the basics of yep. it. Exactly. That, that's that's it in a very simplified uh, nutshell. Yep. James two seventeen. You read that too. Mm-hmm. It says, "Faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless." You know, so they go together. Your faith and your good works, they go together. I love Rich Mullins had a song, um, it's called Submarine, I think, but he said it's about as useless as a screen door on a submarine. Faith without works. (laughs) It just ain't happening. It's pretty good. It is good. It is really good. Uh, But I I think, I think the working your salvation, the sanctification process. Yeah. Um, I think they're difficult. Uh, I think they're not easy to go into. Um, number one, I've got to admit mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm a sinner. Sanctification is allowing God to work things out in me that need to be worked out. Correct. And so he's going to expose things in my life that need to be exposed that I need to turn over mm-hmm. and, and allow him to do that. And so if my feelings and emotions are in charge, I'm not going to do that because right. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like being sanctified. I don't feel like working right. out my salvation. But you know what? I do it because... I want to be closer to God. Mm-hmm. I want to know God. It's like what well, you said. You want to be more like Jesus Christ. Right. I'll never be like Christ, but I want that. That's my. I want that in my, my goal. Life. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, basically, um, you know, I said you know, living in America, we've <coughs> excuse me, have been, you know, we've become soft and apathetic mm-hmm. and um, complacent, and and I really do believe with all my heart that God is. Trying to shake the Church of Jesus Christ up, especially over the last twenty four months with what we've seen right taking place, and I literally think he's separating the wheat from the chaff mm-hmm. and i and I'm watching it happen literally in, in in real time, yeah, and I mean there's people in Canada being arrested for preaching the gospel and standing on the truth of God, and that's coming mm-hmm. to america <laughs> yeah. and um and I said this yesterday and um and I truly believe this with all my heart. That I think it's coming from one movement. I think it's coming from the homosexual movement. Yep. I mean, think about it. Think how much we have been infiltrated and inundated on mm-hmm. this on this movement and whatever. A man can be a woman and actually be Times Woman of the Year, and you're a man, right? A woman or a man as a woman can be 
Sports Illustrated Woman of the Year, but you are a man. Right. Are you kidding me? So if there's anybody that's denying science, it would be our government right. and those who are in charge. Yesterday I said that um, the White House just instituted this past week the Ministry of Truth. It's not the Ministry of Truth. It's truly the Ministry of Lies because right. they are trying to get you to believe a certain way, which is not right, which goes against God. The, the White House wouldn't know the truth if it hit him upside the head with a two-by-four and Jesus Christ came down himself and said, this is the truth. Right. They wouldn't believe it because they are so inundated with the message of Satan that they can't see straight. And right. so what God does is he hands them over to their delusions. Mm-hmm. And these people are delusional 100%. Yep. And so the ministry of truth is really the ministry of lies to pull you away from God. Right. And so my prayer if I could ever, if I could say this, is that Christians wouldn't be, you know, duped, yeah, by these yeah. lies and these these. <laughs> it, it it would be comical if it wasn't so real, right? Right. I mean, if this was something you were watching in a movie, you'd be like, "Oh, there's no way that could happen." But now that we live this and this mm-hmm. is actually taking place, it's very serious, right? It's not comical. You can't even laugh at that. And so the question, you know, I asked yesterday, who are we going to follow? Yep. Who are we going to obey? God? Or are we going to follow some man-made right. truth right. as they see it? Um, Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep his commands that I'm giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings, and I love this part, if you obey the Lord your God. Yeah. I'm only going to be blessed only if I obey the Lord my God. Yep. And that's a lot. It is. It is. And you read um, Romans 12, too, a, a verse that, that I really think could have been written last week. Exactly. And you'd have been like, oh, wow, that's, you know, that applies so much to today. Romans 12, too. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Mm-hmm. Don't don't copy the behaviors. Don't copy the world that's going on around mm-hmm. you. Stick truth to God. Just stick close to God's truth. Follow God's truth. Um, and if you do that, if you allow God to turn you into a new person by mm-hmm. changing the way you think, then you'll know his will for mm-hmm. your life. And, and, that, and that's true because if you when you think about it, you know, we're talking about feelings and emotions and, and, and all those things. Uh, you're going to need some grit to go against you, yourself. Yes. Yeah. You're going to need some grit to go against, like, hey, you know what, this isn't right. right. I may be feeling this. This might be what's uh, what's going on in my heart, and we know that the heart's deceptive. But it could – Oh, exactly. We're going to have to admit to ourselves, I'm not right here. Right. And how hard is that? Absolutely. I mean, how hard is it to look in the mirror and say, you're not right. Mm-hmm. You're the one that's wrong. Yes. And so it's really hard and it's really difficult to come to that conclusion. And and you'll never be able to do that with the power of the Holy Spirit right. living inside of you. Right. And that gets back working out your salvation, the sanctification mm-hmm. process of what of where God wants me, uh, we, you know, where he wants me to go. Yeah, 100%. You read this quote from Vadi. Vadi. Vadi I love Vadi. He says, you can't control every thought that pops into your mind. You know, how true is that? You know, we we are going to have thoughts mm-hmm. that come into our mind that are mm-hmm. sinful, that are wrong. You can't control every thought that pops into your mind, but you can control what you do with it. Amen. I agree with that. That's really yeah. good. 
And um, I think when we're when we're going through like what we've gone through over the past couple of years, let's admit it, it's been not been easy. Mm-hmm. We've all had personal issues. I mean, you've had issues, you know, where you've been ill or mm-hmm. on vacation a hundred times, right? Or whatever, exactly. But, you know, um, you know, we've had just life in general. Um, mm-hmm. So we can get to a, this place in our life where our feelings and our emotions kick into where we start doubting God mm-hmm. and we start doubting the goodness of God and we start doubting that God loves me because if you love me, why am I going through this? Yeah. Well, we realize we go through this because we live in a sinful and exactly. unjust world. Yeah. Jesus tells us, you know, in this world, you're going to have trouble. We are going to go through situations. Yeah. <laughs> but Hebrews 13 verses five and six. I love this because God says, I'll never fail you. I will never abandon you. Mm. So you can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So I have no fear. And what can mere people do to me? Yeah. That's pretty gritty. Yep. Okay, no matter what happens, I know God's with me. I can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I'm not going to be afraid any longer. Right. And what can you actually do to me? Yeah. I'm going to be in eternity with God. Yep. So that's a that's a pretty gritty verse, to be honest with you. It is good, and just a, such a great truth there by Jim Simbala. <laughs> and um, I'm not sure that I have it all, so I may have to... If you can not cough, I may have you read Perfect. read it. I can do that. Yeah. He says, just because you're going through a rough time doesn't mean that God has left you. It means that God is right there waiting on you to act on his words so he can help you. Yeah. And a lot of times we feel like God's abandoned us, but what God might be doing through our hard times is telling us, hey, you need to go back to the right. assurances of my word. Right. Go back to the promises where you know that they're truthful and they're factual and give me what Give me your heart. So. Yes. I gave uh, seven um, emotions that I think we need to get rid of. Yeah. And I went over these quickly. I didn't spend any time on them, but I think people get the drift. Yep. And here they are. Number one is anxieties. Number two is fear. Number three is doubt. Number four is depression. Number five is discouragement. Number six is jealousy. And number seven is guilt. And I think I said that if we have any of those feelings, one or all seven of them, they are going to override your biblical sense Every single time. Right. And you've now got your feelings and emotions involved and you've overrode what God can do in your life. This is the hardest thing you're ever going to do to get rid of anxieties, fears, doubts, depression, discouragement, jealousy, and guilt. It's going to be hard. Yep. But guess what? We can do it. We can definitely do it. Absolutely. Just a great reminder too. Um, you, you closed out with this verse from 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says, I love that verse. Casting down arguments. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Mm-hmm. I love that idea of just bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And how gritty do you have to be to do that? Oh, absolutely. Right? It, it, because what it, what it does is you're, you're admitting to yourself of, mm, yeah, I'm not right on here. Mm, I'm sinful. That thought is is not of God. Exactly. And you may every hour have may have to bring a hundred thoughts under the captivity to the obedience of Christ. Right. And so that's I did you I don't know if you said this or maybe you said this earlier. You have to be intentional about this stuff. You, you have you, you have to make a decision to do right. that. Right. And so maybe you didn't say that. Maybe I don't know if I said that or not, but but you do have I think to, you should have said that. I should have. Yeah, right. I apologize. <laughs> Um, but you do have, you have to be honest with yourself too. I mean, really mm-hmm. is what you're saying. You've got to be open and honest with yourself of saying, look, that's, that's where I, I may naturally 
exactly lean toward or, or that where my mind wants me to go. But again, I'm dealing with my emotions and my feelings. Exactly. Where, what am I putting into my body? You know, what is God's word saying? <laughs> what is the Holy exactly. Spirit telling me? You know, and, and we've talked about that over the past you know few weeks as well of right. leaning on the Holy Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. There are times in my life where the Holy Spirit's there just ready and waiting. But guess what? I don't allow him to. Exactly. You and that's on me. Back. Yep. That's on me. Exactly. The Holy Spirit is there, has the power, the same, you know, same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of me. Right. I don't tap into it. Mm-hmm. And that's on me. I don't know who said this, and, and I, I'm not going to even try to attempt to remember because um, I've got 40 people's faces going through my mind. And uh, But somebody – I heard somebody make this quote one time that if you have a group of, say, 300 Christians in a room and five of them, five of them were 100% tapping into the Holy Spirit of God, it would turn that area upside down. Yeah. Think about it. Five out of 300? That's crazy. Which goes to show you, are are we not tapping into that spirit? I mean, I, I have to believe that we're not because we get so hung up on everything else. Yeah. So we have to bring – man, bringing those thoughts under the obedience of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. is really yes. going to be – Just a great reminder. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, and I'm, I've been convicted of that recently, though, of the fact that I, I'm not tapping into the Holy Spirit the way I need to be. Um, well, that has been a big conviction. I think mine. that's all of us. Yeah. I think that's all of us. Well, I can't so. speak for anybody but myself. But well, maybe you. Well, yeah. You're not tapping. You're not tapping into the Holy Spirit, Craig. Dude, I I was waiting for the Holy Spirit to breathe new life into me last week. And right. I'm, I've got it better this week exactly. than I did last. So I mean, I'm thankful for that. Right. You know what? That that just with you know kind of what I went through back you know last at the end of last summer last fall. God, the way God creates bodies, though, is amazing. Oh yeah. You know, and and he definitely knew what he was doing, and you know he he allows our bodies to heal in a way. Sad part is, is just as we get older, it takes a little longer sometimes. So well, I'm sorry. You're okay. <laughs> no, I felt that too, though. Like I was <clears throat> when I when I was down for the count, I was right. drained for weeks. Oh yeah, you know. And you made that comment. You were like, "Man, you still look just pale and tired, tired, and yeah." I still feel pale and tired, but I think that's just three kids. <laughs> well, that's true. And a dog. Well, this is true, and maybe you need more vacations in your – hey, Elon. If you'll approve it. <laughs> if you will approve it, I'll take it. Don't know where I'll go, but – Got a few things coming up um, tonight, right? Walking women. Walking women. I should have the boots we're making for walking. Boots made for right. walking. But that uh, that's going to start. That's uh, Monday nights at 730 at the Richwood Lake Park. Uh, it says come and do a couple of laps. Bring your kids, bring a friend, and come and walk. So there you go. You going? I will be at the park um, about seven thirty, a little after seven thirty. But Christian's got his ball game tonight. But you're not going to be walking with the women. I will not be walking with okay. the women. No. And then women of worth coming up. Wow, wow, that's exactly right. Worth. Wow, that is a monthly brunch for uh, for women. And the next brunch is at Bob Evans at ten a.m. on May the seventh. So that's coming up this week. It's Saturday. Exactly. Next Tuesday is our monthly night of prayer. Mm-hmm. You won't be here. I won't be here. But that is Tuesday, May 10th, 6 p.m. in the church sanctuary. And then... Don't forget about The Chosen. If you've signed up for The Chosen, that's on Wednesdays at 6.30 in the sanctuary. Um, had a good time this past Wednesday for the first one. 
um, was really, really good. If you missed it but want to to join, send an email or not send an email, but get to richwood.church slash sign up and sign up for that, and you'll get a an email back on, on the instructions on how that's working. Perfect. And then, ladies, don't forget ladies' tea time and herbs. Uh, Saturday, May 21st, 9.30 to noon in the RCC Fellowship Hall. Need to register at richwood.church forward slash women. $10 registration fee is optional, and uh, you guys are going to have a good time. So you need to make your reservations by May the 14th. So make sure you get that done. And then this past Sunday, yesterday, we showed a video, mm-hmm. a curriculum change that the Gospel Project, that our children's ministry is going to be doing, and I think that's going to be exciting. And children's ministry has asked for a few things that you can do to help out, because this is getting ready to transfer over in June. Number one, they said you can pray. Uh, please pray that our kids' department will meet their deadlines, and this transition will go smoothly and glorify God. Number two, you can volunteer. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. You can volunteer, too. I can't. Well, you I'm can't. tied up. I am too. So, but, but I'm also looking for volunteers too. If you know, there you go. People want to do that. Both the preschool and the elementary grades uh, need immediate uh, volunteer attention. So, if you guys are interested, you can contact Sue Ellen, Sarah, or Anita. And then number three, they're doing Bibles to go along with the curriculum. Okay. And each child in the children's ministry will be given an NIV kids Bible that goes with the curriculum. And all the Bibles are twenty five dollars a piece. If you're interested, you could actually purchase one or give money to donate in that area, and you can do that. I think we have something set up on Givelify, maybe, or you can, I don't know. I'm not sure, but sure. Okay, we'll figure it out. Figure it out. You can contact the uh, church office, so, but anyway, I think that might be it. Oh, we have um, LifeWise coming up, and the first Sunday of June, we're going to dedicate that Sunday to LifeWise and hear more information about that and kind of get on the same Page. It's exciting. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be just a great ministry, a great opportunity to get into the schools. Yep. So, um, you know, when when you're sick slash on vacation, you have a lot of time on your hands. Mm -hmm. You you know that, right? Yes, I do. And so, you know, I kind of reverted back a little bit and um, kind of pulled up a few things. And I don't know. I just, this made me feel really good while I was sick. Make you feel better. Such a good feeling to know you're alive. It's such a happy feeling. Who doesn't like Mr. Rogers, right? Man, it takes me back to my childhood. Ready to say, I think I'll make a snappy new day. It's such a good feeling. A very good feeling. Makes me want to go home and watch more Mr. Rogers, right? I think we should. Right? Sounds like a great idea. I'll, I'll edit the podcast, get it uploaded, <laughs> and we'll go watch Mr. Rogers and eat lunch. Sounds good. Did your kids like Mr. Rogers? You know they haven't watched it, but now they're going to. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to have to break that out. Now, Now Kennedy has watched a lot of um, Daniel Tiger. Okay. And it's a cartoon, but it's based off, off of, of that, Mr. Yes, Rogers. Yep. And so it's really no. neat to kind of see how they... They do that. So you're hypnotized by that, aren't you? 100%. There's a, there's a TV screen behind me. I, yeah. We've got set up for, um, I was doing a test run of it. It's going out in, in our hallway. And he keeps running announcements yeah. and Craig kind of keeps glancing over it. I know it's, it's hypnotizing. I just wish Mr. Rogers was on there right now. We could, we, it's, it's a Roku TV. We could probably make it happen. Is so it really, yeah. So on that note, let's go watch Mr. Rogers. Let's go watch Mr. Rogers. We hope you, uh, 
Have a great week. Again, if you uh, enjoy the podcast, feel free to uh, share that with your friends, whether it's on Facebook or however. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the uh, the <laughs> podcast wherever you pull it from, and um, that way you get notifications when we post a, a new podcast. Just a reminder, we will not podcast next week, but then we will be back in commission once I get back from my vacation. Exactly, and so Elon, you have a safe trip next week. I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you have a great week. See everybody.